mate. Welcome to the 100th Live Little Dum Dum Club at Soft Belly Bar. My name is Somi Dasilo. Thank you very much for joining us. Yay! And standing next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Hey, dickheads. Yay. This is it. This is the 100th ever episode of the program. Is, is that something worth celebrating? 100 episodes of a podcast is a sort of a little bit like going, well done for 10 years of high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you have found something better by now? <laughs> yeah. And it's also, I've just realised, like, it's terms that are dictated entirely by us. Like, it's not like we've survived 100 without being kicked off the air or anything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we could have knocked off 100 in a week if we'd really yeah, wanted yeah. to. <laughs> like, this is just, we've made it, like, a long set yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done on not having anything better to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still amazed that we made it past three, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... Uh, yeah, if we had any sense, we would have stopped, but yeah. <laughs> but here we are, hey? Yeah. With literally dozens of people. Mm. Hey? Yeah. There's a big room full of people. Give a round of applause just so people at home know that yeah. it's full. Are we... Nah. Is this on? Is just, this recording? Good. Just, just for everyone at home, we photoshopped that in. So <laughs> there's no one here. <laughs> but this is big. This is a big deal. You know, 100 episodes. Uh, we've actually got, and I, I, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, we've had, you know, a few messages on Twitter and stuff from people who couldn't be here and, and a lot of people excited about us having 100 episodes. I got a thing during the week that a listener sent in an audio message, a congratulatory message from Vernon Wells. Now... Round of applause, does anyone have any idea who that is? No, great. He's, <laughs> he's in Mad Max 2. He's an actor in Mad Max 2. What does he play? I can't remember what it starts with does W. He, does he play Mel Gibson? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, God, what's his... Someone, someone, I should have written this down. Someone, someone Wikipedia him. Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty impressive if you yeah. hadn't, haven't worked out already. <laughs> But this, I should stress that this is not doctored, this is not made up. What we'll do is I'll play the clip. No one's questioning the doctoring because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, not it's someone that it. no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, guys. It really is from a guy you've never heard of. All right. Just please yeah. believe us. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a guy in the street. It's a guy in the street that you've never heard of. <laughs> right, it's, right, yeah. right. Um, so basically what I'll do, we'll, we'll listen to it and then I'll, I'll read out the story of how... It, this ended up happening. Right. So this is film actor from Mad Max, Vernon Wells, wishing us a happy 100th episode. Hi, this message is for Tommy and Carl. Um, this is Vernon Wells. I'm sure you probably are wondering who the heck is that? <laughs> uh, I'm the guy out of Mad Max. So uh, I'm just ringing you to uh, congratulate you on your humongous 100 milestone. <laughs> have no idea what this is about. They didn't tell me. They just said, ring up and congratulate you on your humongous 100 milestone. So guess what? Congratulations, Tommy and Carl. And as they say in all the good Australian movies, good on you, mate. See you later. <laughs> That's, that is... Hey, hang on, what, what movies do they yeah, say that in? <laughs> Classic, classic Australian cinema, isn't it? I remember they said that in Young Einstein. Uh, what else was there? Um, has anyone looked up? Where, what? Who is he in Mad Max 2? He's, He's Wes in Mad Max 2. I've never seen All right, it, someone that. now look up what Wes is. <laughs> uh, so this is the email that came with it that, uh, that, that, that got sent to me. Howdy, dum-dums. This is Graham from Calgary, Canada. 
To congratulate you on your 100th episode, I used Hollywood is calling to order you a celebrity phone call. (laughs) I set up a voicemail number in the US so that I could get a recorded message. Mr. Wells did call, but he didn't stick to the script. I was trying to get him to say, hey, mates, and see you, mates. (laughs) Thanks, dickheads, Graham. So... Oh. So, so him going, him going, as they say in the great Australian films, good on you, mates. See you later. <laughs> That's him having a crack at see you, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad we like. That's better, I guess, than getting an extra out of cool and get a gold. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I almost think we should, we should change the catchphrase at the end of the show instead of see you, mates. It should be good on you, mates. Don't, See you later. don't say that because then people will mistake this podcast for a great Australian movie. So, <laughs> it's Marbo, it's the vibe. Anyway, good on you, mates. See you later. <laughs> Did he think Peter Russell Clark was a great Australian movie? Maybe. <laughs> I now I'm obsessed with. I want this to somehow make its way back to Vernon Wells. Like I want him to hear this this podcast now yeah well it doesn't sound like he'd have much else to do yeah. so <laughs> what if i just keep hot like sort of do like if i organize the hollywood is calling thing and the outgoing message is just this podcast so he has to sit through like a 55 minute thing <laughs> before he can then leave a message back and he can just leave a review i'll just say mate put whatever you want just whatever you think of it. what if in 50 years time we're part of a service where someone gets a happy birthday party oh. and it's and it's like um, we've got you a special service. Someone that did a podcast from 50 years ago. <laughs> you know, Tommy and Carl. Fucking what? <laughs> Someone, I looked them up. IMDb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you say, 50 years time, like we'd do that now. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'd fuck it up too. Um, have a birthday. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy being born. Oh, shit. Um, so I was trying to think of stuff we could do tonight that would be, uh, you know, to commemorate it being the 100th episode and everything. And, uh, I couldn't really think of anything. So what I did instead was I went on IMDb and I looked up like pop like 100th episodes of popular shows. Right. You know like what they did just to get some inspiration. And yep. all, what I found out, you know, like 100 episodes in television in the states, that's when you hit syndication. So that's when you can go on from being and That's like the gravy train. Yeah, that's yeah, right. when you go from being once a week to every night. So now Right. In Podcast City, right. we can just be on five nights a week. Right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is Monday go home, start from episode 1. Yeah. And then kill yourself in five weeks' time. <laughs> um, so this is this is some ones that I found um, some some popular hundredth episodes of of, of of famous shows. Um, and st- you know, if, if they, any of these, you know, you think we could do something with this tonight? Sure. Um, Alf, the episode "Hungry Like the Wolf." Fearing that he might internally blow up due to his high calorie consumption, Alf decides to cut meat from his diet. However, after a few days, Alf turns into a wolf and steals the Tanner's car in an effort to hunt for food. Doesn't sound like a particularly hundredth episode themed show, does it? No, they, don't, they don't have to be. They're just, you know, they're just carrying on. With, oh, right, you know, right, right, just, right. These aren't special. Right. This is just what their plot was that week. Right, okay. They're cutting meat out of the diet. We've had a lot of talk about diet and, and exercise and stuff on this show, so. Yeah, it's a pretty desperate way of looking at things. Yep. I could steal your car and go to McDonald's. That's something. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. Um, okay, Baywatch, episode titled Silent Night. Baywatch Night, part one. We, <laughs> man, we've got to start lab- giving episode titles to our yeah, shows. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, what would this be? It's a Christmas theme and it's Silent Night, Baywatch Night. That yeah. must have been an all-nighter. Yeah. 
an all Baywatch nighter. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, Just for a special anniversary, they wore bikinis. <laughs> in the week before Christmas, Mitch and Hobie take in a strange 10-year-old girl named Joey who turns out to be a professional con artist on the run from a local bookie. What has any of that got to do with them being on the beach? Like what? <laughs> that could be any show. That could be Alf. <laughs> Yeah, um, did they eat any meat? Did they, did they mention that? No. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210, scared very straight. Donna tries to make up with David, whose increased drug use turns her away. <laughs> David also steals $150 from his father to buy more amphetamines for himself. This is the 100th episode of Breaking Bad? Or what? <laughs> um, this one, so this, this is just a list that I found on IMDb of like some guy who's gone through all the like 100th episodes. And some of them are just great synopses on their own and then some of them it's just the way they're written is great this one's pretty long but I'll read out the whole thing The Brady Bunch Peter and the Wolf Greg has been trying to line up a date with Sandra but the date is on only if he can also arrange a date for her visiting cousin Linda Greg's friends assume Linda must be ugly since Sandra has not seen her since before she entered puberty and out of options enlists Peter to date Linda by donning a fake moustache and filling the role of fictional friend Phil Packer (laughs) Sandra and Linda quickly suspect they are being fooled but don't let on, planning to get revenge on their next double date. The only problem is that they hatch their plans in full view of Mike, Carol and his Mexican client. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's favourite member of the Brady Bunch, the Mexican client. That was that was need to know basis there, what country the client came from. Oh no wait, this is actually my favourite, Magnum P.I., Magnum and Higgins are captured along with Tyler. Rick and TC rescue Magnum and the others and a gunfight ensues. Freedom wins and everyone returns home. <laughs> it's a lot like this show what, in a way. What a great 100th episode. Um, hey, I just want to uh, give a shout out very quickly. I don't know if he's here tonight, but friend of the show, Mark Godden. No, all right. Not so great of a friend of the show. Cool. Uh, friend of the show, Mexican client. <laughs> Is he here? Well, Is Vern here? Is Vern <laughs> Vern's here? No, Vern's not here. Vern um, What's his name? Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I abbreviated to the more common Vern. I thought <laughs> he's probably copped that once or twice in his life. But uh, Good on you, mate. Sorry, Vernon. No, no, not that one either. All right, cool. Wellsy, is he here? <laughs> Wes. Oh, V-Dub. Weg? V-Dub? What was it? Weg? No. Wes. Souls. Weg. <laughs> Max. Mad Max. Are you here? <laughs> Um, Mark Godden, right? Um, I don't know if you, you guys uh, like are fans on Facebook or, or follow us on Twitter, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the greatest moment of my performing life where I got on a train and it was Friday night. And I don't know if you guys have ever been on the train where um, um, the train conductor, not train conductor, train driver will give a bit of colour to his Friday afternoon thing and they go, they give a bit of a shout out and go, hey guys, you know, next stop is uh, Sandringham, but have a good weekend and have a few bevies for me or, you know, whatever. Like... We'll just give you a bit of a Friday night send-off. I got on this carriage, and I'm, it's sort of like white noise. You're not really taking it in. And all I could hear, sudden, I, I sort of tuned into someone going, if you're like me, have a great weekend. And you know what I really like to do? Get on your iPhone right now. Get on iTunes and find the Little Dum Dum Club. It's a great little comedy podcast. Get into it. No, really, guys, get on your phone now. Little Dum Dum Club. And it's like his insistent nature is what my ears pricked up. And then I went... What's happening? <laughs> and I literally looked around the carriage thinking, this is a sting operation. Like, this guy is on, a, he's on Skype from London just going, this fuckhead will buy anything. But 
He, Hang on, it just, so it was the repeated things, like the insistence that made your ears prick up. Yeah. Your ears weren't already pricked up no, no, by no, no, going, no, no, hey, no. that's the thing that no. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How often no. does it get, how often does a little dum-dum club get mentioned yeah. once on it a was train like, where you just go, no, oh, well, that's just one. Let's, uh, yeah. you got to really earn it to make these ears prick up. Yeah, he was like, you know, it's got Carl Chandler in it. I'm like, fucking whatever, I'm reading the MX. <laughs> um, oh, hang on, hang on. So he just kept going and even to the, I just went, what? And then all the train just started going, why is he still talking about this? <laughs> and I'm like going, oh my God, this is awesome. And then I got off the train at like South Yarra Station and I went, oh, is this a, just this massive coincidence? Like, th- How weird is this? And I ran to the front carriage where the driver was. Before I even got there, he was hanging out the window going, do you like that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> The story then, sort of seemed like it was going to take a really violent turn when you were running towards the carriage. <laughs> like, you're just choking him, going, you love me too much. <laughs> so then I, got, I was, like, so excited. Like, it was genuinely the most excited I've ever been. And I was, like, on my own. arrogant little man. Yeah, yeah. You've Being vain. name-checked by a train driver, <laughs> Clang. Uh, so then I went, I started doing a tweet and going, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever or whatever, and sort of said, you know, this is what happened. Within two minutes, Mark Godden on Twitter replied, I thought you might like that one. Really wanted to go the g'day dickhead option, but swearing is frowned upon. Hashtag friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But I sort of thought, you know what else is frowned upon? Being a train driver? Tweeting. (laughs) (laughs) Between South Yarra and Caulfield. So... What I like most about Godden's effort is that he's a fan enough of the show to like promote it over the loudspeakers and do all that. Is he here? Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's in the city loop. He's got better stuff to okay, do. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> we've got um, we've got a friend of the show, Nick Mason, down the front here, who's giving you a shout out over a tram. Yeah, yeah. So you cop the tram. Yeah. If ever if anyone owns a hovercraft, yeah. we're. Uh, are yeah, ready for the sweet treble? Yeah. Any blimps? Can we get a yeah. haymate on a blimp? <laughs> but no, we don't have a bus driver. In case anyone uh, that steers anyone towards being a bus driver, maybe. Uh... <laughs> no, okay. You'll no. get a mention on this at the very yeah. least. That's reason to change. <laughs> on the two hundredth episode, maybe. <laughs> Is there anything else, or should we get into? I it? I think we should maybe get into it. Yeah. All righty, um, guys. We've got a huge lineup of guests for you this evening. Hope, uh, hopefully, some of them are in transit. I think Mark Godden may be driving some of them <laughs> to the gig. So, man, that would be great. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it's a bunch of uh, we got a bunch of uh, it is the hundredth episode. Uh, it's it's a it's a lot of our old mates, isn't it? It's it is. A, it's the best be, of. Yeah, it's going to be a real hoot, nanny. Um, we we we're really stoked uh, that you guys could be here and and that these guests could be here. So let's get into it. Welcome to the stage, our first guest for this evening. He was the first ever guest on the show. Please welcome back into the little dum dum club, Nick Cody. Oh, yes. Yeah. Best yeah. of. Did you hear that, McGregor? Best of. <laughs> Nick Cody, bitches. Oh, I, I, I literally just got a missed call from Luke McGregor, so we may have to ring oh, him later in the can show. We, can we? Why don't we ring him now? Oh, no. Well, because Nick Cody just got on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Nick Cody, everyone. Yeah. Cheers, guys. That's the, that's the pull that McGregor has. He just makes you forget everything else that's going on. That's amazing. Oh, if only oh, it happened with the ladies. Um oh. Oh, don't be like that. No, I don't mean it's a joke. <laughs> because McGregor's starting to like take it personally when I say they're all jokes. It's comedy. So he's starting to take it personally when you say he's a hopeless cunt who women don't like? Is that 
to be fair, I did not say hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, maybe just give us ten minutes and then we'll... Yeah, uh, no worries. <laughs> have you been, buddy? It's good to have you back. Oh, yeah? All right. All right. Same old. Last what, time what I was here... What is McGregor's number? <laughs> last time I was on the live Dum Dum Club, I had blood in my semen, so it could only go up. <laughs> How did that work out? All right. Well, not so well, obviously. Did you hear by... the sentence? Um... <laughs> But now, by go up, do you mean like, because to me, that for you, because you're a fan of, you know, talking about all that kind of stuff in your stand-up, that could mean you've now got blood in other things as well. Like <laughs> oh, for fingers you. fingers crossed, I need a festival show. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Just went to uh, Thailand, not with that bloke, but uh, that bloke was there, Mr. Carl Chandler. Yes. Ran into him over there. I was, well, there for different reasons. Yes. Uh, I was there for my girlfriend's brother's wedding, and that was shit. Uh, <laughs> no, see, we got the video tonight. Like, we got the the video that they said, like, have a look at our pictures from the wedding and the video from the wedding. And it's like this three and a half minute thing where there's these sweeping shots and them frolicking on the beach. And that's not what happened. It was thirty nine degrees. Everyone was sweating. I got food poisoning. I was vomiting for forty eight hours. None of that was in the video. But that's what <laughs> fucking happened to the wedding. Um, High fives and bullshit. I hated their video. What you said. Uh, oh. Just, didn't so, hang on, didn't someone get stabbed at your wedding as well? Oh yeah, the the la- <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Having having said that, he does come Jesus. from Werribee and there's been a lot of weddings he's been to. You really oh, buried the lead yeah. on that one. <laughs> something borrowed, something blue, something something, something dead. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a, a lady from Perth. They got killed out the front of the resort that we were staying at. You might have heard that in the news. And thank God I'd taken a crew to a ping pong show. Otherwise, it could have been us. You. It could have been us. You are a hero. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't drinking buckets somewhere, uh, passed out. If you hadn't have paid to see foreign objects in a lady's vagina, yeah. it could have been a massacre. Yeah. It could have been a foreign object in me. Yeah. And well, you would, have gotten, you would have gotten more blood, which is what you're after. I do need that show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that happened out the front. That now, was a what of happened before. was we went separately. Uh, I was uh, I was over there on a holiday with my girlfriend. You went with your girlfriend for a wedding. And you said before you went, hey, we should hook up when we get over there. We're on different islands, but we should meet up. And I was like, that's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> not with that I'm, attitude, buddy. Yeah, well, why would I come? I see you every night in Melbourne, nearly. Why would I see you in a different continent? But For that reason. But... But then three nights in, you get so bored doing nothing. Like, you're supposed to do nothing on these resorts, but you get very bored. And then you hit me up and went, I might come over tomorrow. I'm like, fucking yeah! And then, By the way, I might come, come over. over. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I said to my girlfriend, oh, Nick, Nick and his girlfriend... <laughs> Nick and his girlfriend might be coming to our island. Like, uh, and she's our like, island. Yeah, and she's like... Awesome. And it is good value she, over there. She's like awesome. And then I realised that she was as sick of me as I was of her. So yeah. <laughs> She was sitting there the whole time thinking, I don't want to propose to this fuckhead if, <laughs> if, if Cody could just come over. That is how you play the game. <laughs> if, only, if only this guy had blood in his semen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't quite make if sense, only. but there are key words in there that are funny. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If anyone's been wondering what to get Carl for uh, Christmas, there you go. And by the way, it wasn't come over like, "Hey, I'm at this bar. You're at that bar." Well, technically, we were both at bars. However, it was an hour and a half flight away. 
But because I got food poisoning at the wedding, I pulled that in in the middle of my little sickness stage. Tally, my girlfriend said, would it make you feel better if we went and saw little Chandler? <laughs> I went, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's no aeroplane jelly over there, so the next best thing is Carl Chandler. That, that is funny that it's that far of a flight because it's like me going, you ring me and going, what are you doing? Oh, I'm on the beach in St Kilda. Oh, I'm in Sydney. I might come and see you. Cool. Yeah. Do it. My girlfriend will love it. Yeah, um, yeah the thing was, to, like, we met each other. It was the most romantic spot to see someone you haven't seen for a while, but it, we're, the, we're not like... Those people at all Like we walked At each other Maybe a hundred metres away We saw each other On the beach <laughs> But normally it's like People run up And there's a warm embrace We were just The insults got louder As we got closer To one another <laughs> Here he is Little fuckhead In his fucking singlet With his sunburn Like a dumb cunt Fucking uh. yeah Good to see you too buddy I'm happy I flew over <laughs> And then I like the image That like you guys hug And then you turn around And your girlfriends Have just fucked off Like <laughs> They've just left you there to die. It was a nice image, to be fair. It was nice. When I entered the scene, you were at the highest point of the beach trying to get as much coverage as you could going, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and that actually happened. I did miss him. This little, little cow channel. See, why didn't that make the wedding video? That sounds like a joyous scene. Or why didn't someone just stab us? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I was in Thailand for like nine hours on the way back from, um, uh, from London and Clang. <laughs> yeah, we've all heard of it, guys. <laughs> and um, I just—I told you this before, but I heard the most uh, amazing, like, kind of uh, heckle of a person. One of the guys I was with, we were coming back down into Melbourne, and th- my mate who I was with had changed into a tracksuit for the for the flight. So he gets up and uh, he goes to change back into his normal clothes, um, and he's waiting by the bathroom. He's been there for like twenty minutes. I go up and stand next to him because uh, I need to go to the bathroom. And he's just been standing there waiting for the bathroom for like 20 minutes. They're both engaged. And uh, I rock up and he goes, unbelievable. I've been waiting here for 20 minutes in both these bathrooms. I don't know what's going on in there. One door opens. Tiny, frail little old man comes out and walks past us. And my mate, just as he's walking past, goes, how you going, mate? Did you enjoy your fucking holiday in the dunny? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't know if he was like deaf or didn't want any part of it or what it was, but just blanked him and just shuffled straight past him with my mate just going, yeah, yeah, see you, buddy. Yeah, good was one. He, was he the letter T? He was, Because he yeah, was very yeah, negative. Yeah. That, is a, that is a very negative man. Yeah. <laughs> How much is a package deal to the dunny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. Um, all right, should we bring on our next guest? Sure, for Nick sure. Nick Cody, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Down one seat, yeah. Now I've McGregor Luke McGregor Is actually doing Some filming For the ABC tonight He's on a proper Grown up TV show And he is Just finished shooting So we're trying To get him here As quickly as we can So That's Alright you're as Revved up Why as us yeah, Alright good yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you want Them to do about it <laughs> Oh I just thought Literally, I thought it might be Tom Jones style. There might be a flood of underwear being thrown <laughs> onto the stage. Or you thought someone might fly up and go, I'll give him a lift and just race out. <laughs> Mason, get on the tram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our next guest, uh, you will know her from the circle. Please welcome back onto the little Dum Dum Club, Yumi Star. Yay! Yay! We really, we have made it as difficult as we can for the guests to get onto the stage. 
Thanks for having me. Happy 100th. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming back. That's so, much better than another celebrity voice we got. I, I know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Vernon Wells? Do you know who Vernon Wells is? No, no idea. You're oh, in man. showbiz. Don't you meet at the showbiz club? <laughs> You're in showbiz too. Oh. Anyway, I'm not in showbiz anymore. I'm, un- I'm unemployed. Oh, well, what happened? <laughs> So funny. Lady lose her job. Let's all laugh about it. Um, the show got axed. And by the way, keep your ping pongs away from me. Right? Oh, racist. I'm starting to get that an is. idea of why you got axed. <laughs> yeah, the show got axed. Uh, we got four days warning that the, there were no more shows. And uh, we thought we were going to go through till December. So it was all over um, about two weeks ago. Right. And so since then, I've been catching up on my sun baking. And my brownie baking. And, um, and we had a big shindig, you know. I thought it was going to be um, quite emotional. Uh, but it was. There was lots of, um, lots of hugging and crying and um, lots of uh, outpourings of love and stuff. And I was, I was actually pretty knackered by the end of it. By the end of a week of that, I'd had enough. So I said, I've got to pick up the kids. So you guys, they all started drinking at about midday. About by 2.45, I went, I've got to get in the car and go get the girls from school. Um, but I was a bit, I was a bit pissed off because, you know, when you've, you've sort of worked with your guts out for a big corporation, you want to be there to drink the bar dry. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you want to be able to go, yeah, fucking, I've always wanted to tell you, you're a motherfucking yeah. pig fucker. I'm not fucking, I'm, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> buying you. If someone's, someone's a pig fucker, I think they know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be told. <laughs> I'm not buying your fucking bra. Shut up. <laughs> and that ab circle bra is a piece of fucking junk. And you know it. Do they but come to the rap? Do the, informa- do the infomercial oh. people come to the rap? Totally did. That's awesome. Yeah, Pat Panetta was there. Oh. And Nikki and Marianne. That weird little guy with the weird voice. The, no, no. He's got the little... You? you were you there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that is a T-ball home run. That is... <laughs> To be, to be fair, he did say guy, so... Uh, <laughs> no, he lives in... James lives in Queensland, so he, he didn't come, sadly. We, we missed him, though. Um, but I did get a friend to come down from, from um, Port Douglas and, and he played guitar on the last show. Oh, yes. Um, Phil. Phil Jamison. Yeah, my friend Phil Jamison, um, who's most famous, I think, in the mainstream, like people who don't like music and aren't young, um, as the guy on Enough Rope. The face of Australian ice addiction. He came. <laughs> oh, really? Well, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that thing. I once went to a restaurant with him, and um, and we were, we were having lunch with a, a band of young boys. They're all about nineteen, twenty, all handsome and rich, from Sydney's North Shore, and their parents were there to have sort of a, an industry powwow meeting. And Philip was there, and I and I thought, oh, they're going to be so impressed. You know, an established rock musician here. He's going to tell the boys about what it's like, and. And he sat down and one of the dads went, yeah, you look kind of familiar. I saw you on enough rope. You're the face of Australian ice addiction. But um, anyway, he's not on ice. He's, he's, just, a, he's just a good guy. And he, he came and played guitar. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that sentence. He's not on ice. He's just a good guy. I don't think he used that sentence structure properly. It's normally meant to go. He, so um, what was he? Was he like, he just looks like a guy that's on the... The face of ice addiction. Or no, no, he looks great now. No, the, the, the enough rope appearance was he, he had been to rehab and he was pretty much the only sort of famous person that had openly said I'd, I'd been addicted to ice in right. my life. And he's overcome it and he's totally fine. But he um, re- sort of represented me at the party, which was good. 
by doing all the ice that you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> because I could, he was I, the face of Yumi Stein's ice smoking. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't drink the bar dry. Because I had to pick up my kids and I also wanted to just, you know, have my family close and shut the door and I'd had enough of the hugs and crying. <laughs> and then drink with them. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he stayed and, um, and I texted him at about one saying, do you need me to pick you up from anywhere? And he, uh, he was fast asleep because he'd been kicked out at 7.30pm and had lost his wallet. So right. That I've was already, well, the, story, the, the, the big party at the end has already gone into legend. Uh, apparently <laughs> it was an all-day, all-night party. Cherry bar at the end. Yeah. yeah. Who were the last people standing? I think one of them is one of your guests. <laughs> oh, there, there she is over there, Denise Drysdale. <laughs> <laughs> what a coup. How did we make that happen? Uh, oh, Through Vern. <laughs> Vernon. Sorry, Vernon. Vernon. Sorry. I could see that confused it. look on your face. <laughs> um, now, uh, you today, you tweeted about the show, and yep. uh, thanks very much for that. That's very kind of you. But then I noticed uh, the rest of the afternoon, you were just tweeting pictures of roadkill, <laughs> which is that, is that the league that we're in? <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of photos yeah, of dead the, rats. Yeah, I saw one dead rat, and then uh, tweeted a photo of it because it was it sort of had this really cute little smile. <laughs> And it, was, and it was lying next to um, a wheelie bin and a half-drunk Corona. And it was just, it was, just sort of looked like a vista that I wanted to share with people, you know. This is, this is my Melbourne snapshot. Sounds more like Nick Cody's holiday snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little smile And then other face. people started tweeting me photos of the roadkill that they'd snapped. I did, yeah, it did seem like a thing where you open the floodgates without <laughs> realising that you've opened, like, you don't know when you do it and then suddenly you're wading through Hundreds of pictures of just dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> usually when they die, they kind of go, yeah. Yeah. But, but this one was kind of. <laughs> dead lolcats. Yeah. <laughs> now, the last. You, you, were, you were gracious enough to come onto our show before uh, this. And on that episode, there was quite a bit of talk about you just really needing a bit of sex. Um, <laughs> And that's been that's been fixed since then. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here, guys. <laughs> I... Yeah, I uh, I think I was actually I was being a bit naughty last time I was on. I, I did have a boyfriend, but I kept yes. him a secret. Yeah, even even from us. Yeah, because I tell you what, it's bloody awesome being able to say, "Hey, I'm, don't fuck with me. I'm a single mum. I've got two kids. You know, yeah. and and it scared me to take that away. Yeah. For, for starters, because it's bloody awesome making people f- feel sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then also, I didn't know, you know, how it was going to turn out with this guy. So I didn't want to broadcast. I'm, you know, I'm like one of those idiots, you know, making a big song and dance about it. Yeah. Like Ricky Nixon did with that girl. Yeah. And then you go, yeah, that's going to last, and then it doesn't. And I, so I just was sussing it out, making sure that it was all right, and it's it's pretty good. I asked him to marry me. Oh, mm. oh Ricky Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon Wells, actually. Oh, yes. Oh, if you could pass this episode on to him, that'd be great. Now, now you... Oh, Jesus. Look, you don't have to be overly scared when I nearly fall off onto you, lady. Um, some people would probably like that, so... Um, now, you had a boyfriend. So you were doing a bit of a white lie to us. You did have that boyfriend already. Yeah. So that wasn't... You didn't... You didn't get the boyfriend from advertising on the <laughs> no, Little Dum Dum Club? No. It wasn't a friend no. of the show that's just pounding you into the mattress now? Or but- just... <laughs> that's, that's not written on my notes, to be, <laughs> to be fair. That's just... I knew you people were going to sound like that, so I said it. So. <laughs> it's not Mark Godden, just... Uh... <laughs> 
trying it on with you between Melvin and Edith. Stop! Why are you still going? Stop! <laughs> when I talked to you guys, I was I was talking a lot about c- criteria that I'd had. Yes. And I had a, lo- a list about three pages long, and I realised that I was never going to meet that guy because there was too many w- reasons to strike him. So I narrowed it down to three, and then I scrapped two of those and just made it one one. Thing. So the first three were... Um, Must have been in Mad Max 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not in the original. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. <laughs> must have a job. Which had in brackets, must not spend my money. Yeah. Okay? And I, that I, ruled I, us out instantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, must uh, have a sense of humour. And must give good head. <laughs> See, I don't feel bad from what I said before now. <laughs> So I just, I, and then I just went, you know, fuck that. Maybe that's too hard as well. You could roll them into one, though. Have a sense of humour about giving head. <laughs> yeah. That's just as important, isn't it? Wear a funny or, hat or, while they do it. Or roll, them, <laughs> or roll them together, giving head as a job. <laughs> <laughs> Is your boyfriend a male prostitute? <laughs> anyway, then I just went, fuck it. Just so long as he's got a job, that'll do. Oh, right. So he's not good at giving head, is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the thing is, with that guy, is that at the time he didn't have a job. So it was my one thing that I really was adamant about. And this criteria he... is an absolute <laughs> job. This, take this seriously. Yeah. Uh, so we did hit a rocky patch, but then he got a job and, and the rest, you know. So I thought I, w- I could marry this guy. Oh, so did you come out publicly when he got a job? Was that, <laughs> was that his, like, reward? <laughs> it was weird. I nicknamed him for ages The Civilian. And, and I wouldn't say his name because I, I just felt so weird about it, about um, this very private thing and talking publicly about it. And, um, and he didn't work in music or media or entertainment or anything. So I, I considered him a civilian outside of media. Yep. And, um, yeah, and just and unearthing him, sort of revealing him felt um, very risky. And, um, and now I'm talking about the head he gives on your podcast. <laughs> and what is his name and phone number? <laughs> Now, does he give you shit for you not having a job? The, the oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to work, civilian. <laughs> now he doesn't want to tell people at his work about you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my girlfriend goes and does podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> So you, so you proposed to him, yeah. which is the interesting thing, because um, there's, there's been a lot of talk on the show recently about <laughs> this man to my right. Yeah. Uh, has there? Has <laughs> uh, long overdue to propose to his girlfriend, uh-huh. and we're all wondering if she's going to get fed up and, uh, and just pop the question herself. What well, would you give her? Any tips that you would give her if she did, if she is listening, if she is out there somewhere? <laughs> does, she, does she like you? <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Uh, What's your head like? Is it? <laughs> I'd be insulted if that wasn't a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. <laughs> I've never had that many complaints. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. There's always room to improve. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for, hey? <laughs> no, no. I think if you, if you want her... Do you want her to propose? Um, no, that's pretty... 
what is it, the word demasculating? I, I don't think that's a <laughs> thing that should happen, is it? I don't know. I, well, how did your... You're not giving her many options. How did your how did your fiancé take that? He loved it. Did he? Yeah, but I, I mean, I asked with a lot of certainty that he would say yes. Right. Would, would you say yes if she asked? Uh, no, because... <laughs> 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 when is McGregor getting here? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could handle doing that. No, I don't think I. I don't want to do that. And it is not? no. It is demasculating. You know, he spends all of his time in a thing called the Little Dum Dum Club. <laughs> it's all I, swagger. I held Which, hope that that was going to be positive. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say no and then just propose to her the next day? The old switcheroo. Oh, man, <laughs> is that is that a switcheroo? Or is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> <laughs> is it that you feel a lot of pressure to make it really perfect and it's got to sort of symbolise... No, he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... I'm just... Just a lazy man. I'm just... I'm just, I'm just doing this instead of getting a real job. That's yeah. just... That's a sign of what I do, I oh guess. Oh, God. Yeah. A horrible I'm blaming you on this. That's Adam. what I'm trying to do. How old is she? 31. Yeah, so if I met her, if she's here... She's she, not here. Well, she, is she going to listen? Not now. No. <laughs> I would say to her... This one will barely make it to iTunes. <laughs> I'd say to her, get pregnant. Oh. Man, I don't think... Oh, to me. You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would work a lot better. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can see how that one works. Right. <laughs> oh, what else is there on this clipboard? Uh... Hey, uh, should we bring on our next guest? Sure, let's do that. Uh, yes. Give me signs, everyone. Yeah. Shuffle down. One more seat. Yeah. Uh, this next guy, he's been on the show a couple of times before. He was on uh, one of our live episodes at the Comedy Festival. He's the best-looking man in Australia. Yeah, you'll know him from all sorts of things. Please welcome to the stage, Dave Thornton. Yeah. There we go, guys. Not a nice addict, but just a good guy. So. <laughs> to be fair, I, every time I introduce you as an MC or anything, I always say how good looking you are, just to see what you say, and you never argue with it. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, hang on a second. Last time we did a gig was part of the Chandler Empire down there at Spleen, and uh, that makes about as much cash as this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, that would... This, ca- this podcast makes nothing, so that's about 10 bucks at Spleen, so that's <laughs> There you go. That's, the, that's the, the money. That's the money down there. <laughs> but uh, not to be too blue straight off the bat, but this was my introduction. As you said, guys, welcome to the stage, Dave Thorne. Ladies, he's going to make you moist. And then, <laughs> so what's your rebuttal to that? like an unprofessional MC. I don't want to sound like unprofessional. Oh, no, let's not talk anymore. Luke McGregor's walked into the room. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Luke McGregor is just pratfalled under the stage. So. Just, he just walked on and just presumed that he was going to stand centre stage. <laughs> you can't hide behind a mic stand. Do you want to? Hang on. What if we? Uh, what if we do this? Do you want to give Luke that mic and we can share this one? Is that going to work? Um. Sure. Let's. 
Oh, do we do we share? Is that is that it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just going to say, let's ignore Luke McGregor. Let's ignore the Luke McGregor in the room at the moment. Um, Yumi, and Luke, Luke, Yumi. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Does have a job. So, <laughs> it's a positive, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> let's abandon what I was going to say. Um, Luke McGregor's wrecked everything, as usual. <laughs> Thanks for making it, though, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me here. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, you don't need your own mic. Right. Uh. <laughs> for the listeners at home, there is now a pile of clothes at yeah. the foot of the stage that McGregor dropped as he tripped walking in. No, don't do it now. Yeah. Just leave it. This is being filmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, there's a camera right there. And explain to me, why are you putting your clothes back on? What were you doing at the ABC <laughs> that constitutes you having to button things back up? I uh, was having a threesome outside. <laughs> <laughs> naked, <laughs> naked threesome. <laughs> Is that on ABC Two? I don't remember catching that in the main channel. What did I? Hey, Cody. Hey, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what I miss? <laughs> Let's start again. <laughs> Um, Vernon Wells phoned in. Do you know Vernon Wells? No. Wes from Wes from Mad Max Two. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sent us a message. It was very nice. Oh, great. Um, Actually, <laughs> we you, were, you we, saw a dead bird today. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. It was a rat, and we were getting to know Dave Thornton yeah. as well. You know, actually, to give it some context, when you said Vernon Wells, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" So I got on my IMDb and checked it out. You mentioned Mad Max Two. As soon as I knew the other movie that he was involved in, I was like, oh, it's that guy. He's Bennett from Commando. If you remember, just let off some steam, Bennett. Oh, that's him. Oh, that is way more badass that's, now. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? How could you leave Sorry. that hanging? They're like also, shitty Aussie criminal. Yeah, yeah don't in, you remember? In it, Commando. He was the guy in the mess singlet who's just like, don't need no gun, John. <laughs> don't need no gun. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Gen Y cunts. You should know that. You should know I, that. <laughs> <laughs> what do they yeah. teach in schools today? Anyway. Dick so Gordon. getting back to where were we? Dave Thornton, you're attractive. I believe that was where. Oh, we were get at. fucked! I am scorn in my voice. Sorry to be so offensive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it like, mate? What do you? What do you? You've stood next to the missile. What do you fucking? You know. You're better. What? I'm better. Yeah. Yeah. You're James Magnuson. Yeah. Is he? Have you met? Oh, of course you've yeah. met him. What was yeah. he like? He was nice. He was fine. Yeah. yeah. How, was, how was he after you fucked him for the hundred meters? <laughs> <laughs> we could not get access to him after that. Strangely enough. It is. Uh, it is uh, at the time of recording. It is the Melbourne International Film Festival. So uh, thank you everyone for coming down instead of going to see the uh, the screening of all of Tommy's ads for the Commonwealth Bank. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a panel after it as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not on trial here. What is this? <laughs> what are you doing? Sit down. You look like you're getting ready to fuck off. Like, yeah. you look like... I felt like I should give McGregor a seat because he's looking even more awkward than usual. So, you go. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, this is, not, this is not good. No, don't do it. You've got... Yeah. All right. Good, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you okay? All right, I think we're good. All right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Do you get a mic? No. We're going <laughs> to... 
I'll tell you this quick story because what you're talking about the Chandler Empire. I do run a few gigs. Um, in, like we're at South Bally tonight I, on Thursday nights. There's South Bally comedy. On Wednesday nights there's Felix Bar comedy in St Kilda. Uh, that's the end of the story. Just a good ad. Um, no. <laughs> um, this is what happened last week. Um, the show was underway, and everyone was already in there. It was like near, near the end, and some people walk through the door, and there's like a little annex at the start, and then you come into the main room, and in the annex, there's there's really just an email list for people to sign their name to to find out who's coming up uh, the next couple of weeks and whatever. Thanks for explaining what an email list is. Yeah. Good night, everyone. That was for our international listeners. Um, <laughs> And these two hobo-looking guys coming on, oh, this is going to be trouble, they're going to come and wreck the gig. They walked in, and as soon as they saw the email list, they made a beeline for it, and then they were just there for ten minutes. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? And then they just sort of looked up and then just walked out. And I went over to see what they'd done. And it was an email that said, you know, name, email address. And they'd taken all this time to write their name. Am I cutting out? Yeah. They'd taken all (laughs) all this time to write their name... So they put, you know, uh, uh, Samuel K. Berkowitz, whatever it is. And then under... <laughs> the Carl Chandler That's... School of Fake Names. Yeah, yeah. That's like John C. Citizen, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, so they put John C. Citizen, right? And then email address, not applicable. <laughs> then don't use the fucking email list. <laughs> What's that got to do with Dave Thornton? I don't know. I just liked a good story. <laughs> then why did you tell that one? Oh. <laughs> good on you, mate. See you later. <laughs> you must be just a bit freaked out, Cody, at the moment with uh, all these people listening to a podcast. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm more freaked usually, out. I'm usually, usually your people. listenership is half of what's on stage at the moment. <laughs> Oh, now he's just got to bring out the facts. That hurts. That hurts. I was I'm more amazed by the fact that everybody's speaking sentences. Uh, I bet you, you and me at this point in time, you're feeling real confident about things after being on a national TV show for three years. You find out what's below that. Uh, guys squabbling over podcasts. That's, that's what gets left. So. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. You yeah. know what's the thing about this? Considering it is the 100th episode, uh, when I got the call up... Uh, this afternoon, and it's uh, being edited out. That's been cut out. If it makes if it makes you feel any better, we rang a lot of people before you. So I did. <laughs> yeah, g'day, Tom, Dave, whatever, mate. We are one short, so if you can do Gleason's material, that would be great. I was thinking because uh, now this shows the evolution of you guys. I remember this is when the taping was at RMIT many many moons ago. Across there, and you used yep. to tape it. I was on the episode where it actually came out that that's, Dazzle was not your last name. Yeah. Yes. We spent an entire episode, you and I, ripping shit out of him, him going, I'm going to edit that. I'm Did you not edit listen that. to the next ten episodes after that? <laughs> <laughs> that's all we did there too. I thought that was a turning point where we actually that found was, out that yeah. we got to feel the there's real Allsop. There's a real famous moment in the show. If you hadn't brought that up, I wonder if that would if that would have come up. You would have found a way to make that come For up. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know honest. what I want to hear about? Because when I talked to you, you were talking about your girlfriend or lack thereof, Tommy. Yes. Because she'd gone away. No, she's here. She's, she's in here. this very room right now. Oh. But when I'd met you, she'd gone away. Yeah, she'd just gone away. But, yeah. Would you... she like to propose on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Because that's the rule. It's either the f- February the 29th or uh. on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the hundredth and final episode of the Little Dum Dum Club. Um, yeah, no, she's back. And yeah, yeah she's, she's in this room. Because she looked worried when she'd gone. Pardon me? You looked a bit worried when she'd gone. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to check in. Everything's good. Saying that, Dave, um, that we rang you today, there was someone else. I don't think he's here. He's definitely not here. So, Greg Fleet, friend of the show, Greg Fleet, yeah. rang today, and I don't know what he thought this was or where <laughs> what he'd heard from anyone. I just get a call at like four thirty, going, "Yeah, you, um, your birthday tonight." Um, <laughs> Can I come and do five minutes of gear and um, sell a few DVDs? And I, you've got everything wrong. <laughs> no, well, I think he's used to using certain code words over the phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think Phil Jamison gave us the same call. Didn't you? <laughs> oh, 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 drugs. Um, <laughs> no. But you said yes, and now he's not. He's no, not he's not here. Up. No, he's not here. Yeah. Greg, are you here? <laughs> no, no Greg, no Greg. Um, Luke McGregor, I think. Um, oh no! I just wanted to sit here. <laughs> now, Luke McGregor, you were um, filming a TV show today. That's right. Um, <laughs> a current affair. <laughs> I robbed a lot of old ladies <laughs> of their virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Bittersweet. That must be bittersweet. Everyone laughing so much at the idea of you having sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were you were you were working with the ABC today, which um, oh man, this is the worst. Um, you are boom. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were you're um because we've always thought. You know, you're going to be a superstar, Luke. And today, I think this is the descent. Not the descent. What's the opposite of descent? Uh, ascent. 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 Up, upcent. Upcent, yeah. <laughs> Anti-descent. I think that's the term. Yeah. Um, so you're doing... Uh, uh, fr- from the makers of The Secret Life of Us, they're making a show about stand-up comedy. Yep. And you are in it. Yes. I have uh, six lines um, in a whole season. <laughs> and um, they are? Um... I can't believe I got bumped. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be using that, that term a lot in future episodes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say bummed for a minute. I thought, how fucking good is this show going to be? I changed it. I changed it the last minute. Too. <laughs> Spoiler Impro, alert. Impro, you got rid of a consonant. Yeah. Which is what the Commonwealth Bank should have done with this bloke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That's right, they're selling this venue anyway. Right. Now we're going to need to buy a new air conditioner, and thank God I've got some of that CBA money to help out with that, buddy. <laughs> so, more lines, Luke, that's one. Um, oh, okay. You only did this an hour ago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, I can't believe I got bumped. And the other one was... Um, <laughs> that's my uh, mum, dad, and my brother drove all the way from Geelong, and then the other guy says, that's not your real family, is it? And I go... No. <laughs> uh, anyway, you, know, you yeah. don't need to watch the show now. So. 
Sorry. Hey, is it a secret? I don't know if I'm supposed to keep it a secret. If it is, that line is definitely a secret. Yeah. Okay. That's, hey, McGregor. That's, that's the last yeah. episode. If it isn't, why a no? Secret. Why no? Spoiler alert in front of that. Now you've fucked it all up for everyone. Yeah. Everyone. I hope you've all seen The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it is a secret, then they're not shit. <laughs> They don't have good secrets. (laughs) McGregor, I feel like after that performance in about 10 years' time, somebody get picked up for birthday messages. Somebody. (laughs) It's going to be left like Vernon. You weren't here for this, were you? Was that? No, I wasn't. I'm sorry. It's a a callback to a thing you didn't hear, but you are still laughing anyway. (laughs) If it gets me a role in Avatar 2, I'm happy. (laughs) Do we want to play it again just for McGregor? No. Okay. (laughs) I just like hearing his... I like hearing Vernon's voice. So... No, I so think really, so what nice. was the guy from Mad Max? Mad Max Two. The right, <laughs> <laughs> the best one. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a camera, believe it or not. Is it? We decided. <laughs> That's that's the bit we put to YouTube. <laughs> And that bit. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly just taping your laundry at the moment. Yeah, sorry about that. How many characters were you playing today? You, there's, there's like three changes of clothes that you've thrown on the floor. <laughs> was, it, was it like an Eddie, Eddie Murphy movie where you played all of this family from Geelong? <laughs> it was the hardest threesome I've ever had to film. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to come out really well. That camera's just to capture your sex tape after everyone else has left this room and you're in here. <laughs> yeah. you, you either have to buy a T-shirt or have sex with McGregor. So, oh, oh, little laughs. Yeah, yeah. That's I good. guess that means it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, good. yes, right. we will do that. Thanks. Uh, I, finally, I finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Thornton, you came here direct from your proper radio job. How is this stacking up so far? Uh... <laughs> See, I felt the microphone that you had to share with me. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Ryan Seacrest. Um, no, it's true. I started last week, and it was, it was actually an unraveling because my first full week of work was last week, and then I decided I haven't worked a nine to five job in years, and so I just got poleaxed for the night on Friday night. But then it just turned morose when I went home on my own, bought a country and western song, repeated it. And then went through Facebook looking at people I know going, they look so happy. That's, <laughs> that's how I spent the night after doing a full week of work. Yeah. That's how I celebrated. Yeah, and so you were one of the last people left at the circle, the rap party? Yeah, well, because I've been on there four times, I think. <laughs> I did a fashion segment every two weeks, which constituted me perving on Pia Miller. And then they go, and then they'd say, what's in the fashion this week? And I'd flash up a, a photo of Victoria's Secret model in bikini. And I'm like, fucking that. <laughs> and Man, we were in the show once. Where, where was Aaron? Yeah. Right? yeah you. I mean, Deslo was in the crowd, but yeah. still, that's something. So is, so is yeah. Katie, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hocking your book. What's the book's title? Funny Buggers, everyone. <laughs> it's for sale at the door tonight. <laughs> If you're listening to this on a podcast, don't go to your door. <laughs> yeah, you mean as far as guests go, how did yeah. Carl stack up to the rest of the guests that you had? Was he... Uh... I'm glad that he mentioned that's why he was on because I completely forgot why. <laughs> I have met so many people, I can't remember any of them. And I get... Um, I've been doing this since I used to work at Channel V. I remember I met um, Akon. Oh, remember that yes. guy? Yeah. And uh, he came in the studio and... 
like two days later, somebody emailed me a photo of us. And I went, who the fuck's that black man with his arm around me? <laughs> no idea who that was. I was. That's the studio. That's me. It's my face. Gone. <laughs> who are you? Forget, oh, yeah. You forget Akon. Wow. How, yeah. long, how long after it was that? Two days. Oh, man. We were just like, who's that black guy? Has he got a job? And can he give head work? <laughs> oh. uh, plenty of questions. I think the answer to that would be yes. No, but Carl was great. I will have to tell you this. Wrong answer, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually a story that will never go to it and it's lost in the annals of the circle history when a few weeks before you got axed, uh, I was sent out to do a job for the, uh, do those Brighton icebergs, those old guys that swim in the bay at like six in the morning. And I went down and like, do a story on that and it was frighteningly cold, it was disgusting and all these old boys are just looking at me like, what are you doing? You want to wear a wetsuit? Fucking what a woofter. And like, (laughs) they were just full on blokes and I'm just like, I just want to do this story and get by and get the circle. Is this all about your penis size? And this is... Uh, <laughs> that's where it's heading, yes. Uh, Carl gave me that introduction. I'm just going to knock it as a home run. And, um, and so we did it. And uh, like I said, the actual story never worked out because of the yeah. show got axed. But the cool thing is you've got to go into the sauna and uh, to acclimatise your body back from being so cold. I'm sitting with all these old boys and they're all just like, so what's this for? What's this show for? And I said, oh, it's the circle. And they're like, well, what's the bloody circle? And so I had to try and explain it. I'm going to, oh, Yumi Science is on it. Nah, nah. Georgie Cogg, nah. Chrissy Swan. And I was like, oh, Denise Drysdale's on it. And it was almost like, and I don't want to say it like this, it was just, I've never seen a bunch of old men simultaneously get an erection at one time. They, <laughs> they lost their true. shit. No. You've seen that. They... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Juvie wasn't easy. But it was... Uh, <laughs> but these blokes, just the conversation that went on for the next five minutes about Denise Drysdale, I was sitting there like, she is a lady. <laughs> like, and then at the end, I just said, you know, you realise we're mic'd up for the show? And then all of them were like, no, nah, no, nah, serious, man, I've got a full-time job. You can't just uh, bloody... They were really Are they talking about her boobs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she had a kilogram taken off each boob. Really? Yeah. And they're still fucking gigantic. Fuck. They're bigger than my head. Stuffed in a Bev Marks mattress. It's, that is <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> really? You've got to find that tape of those old men going off. That'd be a YouTube hit. Uh, they did. They lost it as soon as you said Denise Drysdale. That's all. You drop that name in an RSL, you get a free pot. Don't you worry about that. Uh, imagine, how, right imagine, now. imagine how crazy they would have gone with the extra two kilos. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about the good old days oh, things have changed in it with your iPhones and your small buzzies oh, since Ding Dong got aerodynamic I've gone right <laughs> well guys we are just about uh, near the end of the show please give a round of applause to Dave Thornton and Luke McGregor yeah. thank you <laughs> should we um, should we reveal our big, our big yeah. s- secret finale? I don't know if it's a secret, uh, but it's a finale. Yeah. Sure. It's a, it's something. It's a something. It's definitely yeah. a thing. Uh, where's Charlie? Is he around? Is he on board ready to go? Are we all good? Great. So, uh, we, tell us, how, how should we set this up? We, um, if you've listened to the show, uh, hopefully there's not too many people who have stumbled in here and missed every single reference oh, in yeah. here t- tonight. Round of applause if you've never listened to the show before. <laughs> oh, not only, not only have you never listened to the show, you don't understand the request because you put your hand up. <laughs> 
listening to the show even now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've made a new enemy of the show. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we are massive fans of the short-lived uh, 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 fashion, McDonald's fashion, the shaker fries. Guys, we have got uh, a heap of shaker fry sachets sent to us tonight by... Oh, man, I didn't write the dude's Cameron name Day. Cameron Day. Cameron Day, of course. Cameron Day. Cameron Day. Who sent them to us. How many sachets would there have been? Heaps. Like, like 50? Yeah, more. From a mate of his who worked at McDonald's, because they bought them back recently, the week after we'd been talking about it on the show, yeah. coincidence. No. Yeah. Um, and now we've just got this surplus of, of shaker fry yeah. sachets. And about 600 apple pies. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't have that. <laughs> People took that seriously. Fuck, sorry. Did you, <laughs> Yumi, did you ever give away shaker fries mix on I the circle? Know, I don't know. What, what is shaker fries? Oh. What? You know at Macca's when they would do the, like, it's like you'd get the little sachet of seasoning and you'd put your chips in a bag with the seasoning and you'd, like, shake it and it'd mix. You know, I you didn't know, come up with it. <laughs> do you, do you like, do that in public? Yeah. What? Mate, he tweets oh, about that about every week. Yeah, yeah. 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 We are this excited about seasoning on chips. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got heaps of them here and we've cooked up a massive thing of fries here and we've got the, the shaker fries. So we've got shaker fries for everyone tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for everyone listening at home, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. You could have had some and yeah. you fucked it up. Has- hashtag suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that brings us, bring us to the end of the 100th episode. Thank you guys so much for coming Yay! and joining us. Give a round of applause. Luke McGregor, Dave Gordon, Yumi Steins, Nick Cody, Greg and Greg Fleet. And Greg, Greg Fleet. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Good on you, mates. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> A.K.A. See, see you, mates. mates.